Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Buck, I think a couple of these you may have sent me this week. <laughs> it's perhaps. It is possible. Well, I'm going to start out with our first story right out the gate from KFOR.com. This is Oklahoma's News 4. In Auburn, Alabama, a March trial date is set for an eastern Alabama man arrested and charged with criminal littering after placing flowers on his fiance's grave in Auburn. Yeah. He's going to court and trial for littering by putting flowers on his fiance's grave, Buck. I, isn't that where you're supposed isn't that where you're supposed to put flowers? One would think. Uh, Hannah Ford was killed in a car crash the same day she picked out a wedding venue with her soon-to-be husband. It was the most beautiful, loving, sweet, and amazing, full-of-life person I have ever met. Uh, the couple met in 2019 and got engaged in December of 2020 when Ford said yes to Hagen's marriage proposal. On January 17th, 2021, the couple visited their future wedding venue uh, in, I can't, not a soldier. Alabama. Hagen remembers Ford kissing him goodbye as she prepared to drive home to Montgomery. The last thing I heard her say were, I love you and I hate leaving you. Ford was killed shortly after in a three-vehicle car crash. She had just turned 27 years old. She was the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. We were so happy, said Hagen's. Hagen's built a flower box covered with engagement pictures to place at Ford's grave in Auburn's Memorial Park Cemetery. Hagen said the couple had a strained relationship with some uh, members of Ford's family and someone kept throwing the flowers away. Hagen's kept rebuilding the box and putting the flowers back. Hagen says that Ford's family never told him directly to stay away from his fiance's grave or to stop leaving flowers. I know in the spirit is, I know her spirit is in heaven with Jesus and we'll be together in the new world, but this is where her body is. I just grew up being taught that graves are important. Last month, Hagen was on his way to preach at Alabama's church when police pulled him over for an expired tag. Uh, the officer came back and said there was a warrant out for my arrest, handcuffed me on the side of the road on a Sunday morning. Hayden's father, Hayden, um, yeah, Hannah's father, Hayden Ford, had signed a warrant for Hagen's arrest for criminal littering. Uh, the complaint dated January 4th reads, a person commits the crime of criminal littering if he or she engages in any of the following acts. Knowingly deposits in any manner litter or any public or private property or in any public or private waters, having no permission to do so. Hayden Thomas Ford is the property owner of his daughter Hannah Ford's cemetery plot located at Memorial Park in Auburn, Alabama. Approximately seven to eight flower boxes have been placed on Hannah's gravesite without his permission. Winston Hagens has been advised not to place unauthorized items at Hannah's grave. Winston has posted via social media, Someone keeps throwing away the flowers I plant, but each time he throws them away, I'll plant more. The flower box contains photos of Winston uh, and Hannah uh, attached around the box. Auburn police released the following statement after Hagen's arrest. In Alabama, certain burial plots are owned and controlled by the family of the deceased and therefore are private property. 
any citizen has a right to pursue criminal charges upon showing sufficient cause exists to believe a crime has been committed. The individual charged in the case turned himself into the Auburn Police Department on January 24th after a warrant was signed by another citizen. In this situation, as it is often the case, the police department is simply a process server that allows parties to... Uh, that allows parties in conflict to be brought before the court. The fact that this case will be presented by both parties and weighed in in court. So the police department's trying to say, yeah, we didn't do this. <laughs> Hagen's attorney, Jeff Tackle, tells uh, Nax Stars, WRBAL, Hagen's has pled not guilty to the charges. Rick Hagen's and his family are longtime friends, and I'm happy to represent Winchester in this case. Winchester is a great young man, and we are looking forward to telling his side of the story and reversing this travesty brought against him. This matter is set for a trial in March on the 17th in Auburn Municipal Court at 2 p.m. Uh, as for Hagen's, he visits. Uh, he still visits his fiance's great often and prays before days are uh, prays be- <laughs> for better days ahead for all who loved her. When asked uh, what he said to Hannah's father. I just want to be able to put flowers on her grave. I mean, God damn, man. If you, how, how bad of a relationship do you, like you have to have with the in-laws or soon to be in-laws for them to, once you arrested for putting flowers on their daughter's grave, someone that she cared for and you cared and that you obviously cared for. So they, they were just going to keep digging at this, even though their kid's dead. Yeah, there, there, there must have been some real bad, bad juju there. Like I, I'm, I mean, and I'm sorry. I understand that, you know. So I, I'll, I'll overlook the legal side of this because a law is a law, and the guy, the guy who made the complaint, though, I'm giving him a four because, in he, he, that's what a, what a bitch move, man. Yeah. What a bitch move! I see. I've never Getting actually. The, can I've, you imagine? Can you imagine being the fucking cop? Can you imagine having to be the cop who's got it? Who's got to go and and hop on this comedy monkey go round, you know, and actually be the one to enforce the fucking law on this one? Slap a man in handcuffs on the side of the road for putting flowers on his fiance's grave. There, there are some shitty fucking cops out there. There are. But I've never even met a shitbag cop who would sit there and do that motherfucking job. Not with a smile on his face. Like that, this guy, man, I'm giving him a four, dude. Like, just going going all the way down that rabbit hole, creating all this turmoil. Like, regardless how you felt for the man, he was good enough for your daughter. She loved him. Like, you know, you got to put your past, you got to put your shit aside. Like, that's just it at the end of the day. He's gonna go there and like, oh, dude, come on, man. Gets gets a fucking warrant. Have the guy arrested on the side of the road for putting flowers on a grave. Yeah, real. Like bad if shit. I were on, if I were on Family Feud and Steve Harvey during one of the questions during the final thing were to be like, okay, you know, out of a hundred people, you know, blah, blah blah, where would you put flowers? My answer to that, and probably the number one answer, would be on a grave, that followed by at a wedding. You know, like, and and we're gonna get the cops involved in this one. What did what did 
Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Well, our next four all day. Our next story comes from the New York Post. Dash cam footage shows disgraced Texas trooper vaping confiscated marijuana. <laughs> and there's a subtitle. What a dope. <laughs> a disgraced Texas trooper was caught in his police cruiser's own dash cam vaping confiscated marijuana. The video is from 2019, but only has just come to light. After the lawyer representing several drivers who were stopped by the same trooper near Wichita Falls sought evidence against the officer. Uh, the dogged attorney has told the post. The public should find out in this it is abhorrent anytime there's a breach of public trust. We place people in a position of trust when we, they enforce the law. Chad Harden, now former trooper from the Texas Department of Public Safety, was caught on camera inhaling pot from a vaping pen he had just taken from a suspect, according to the video. Quote, I accidentally inhaled THC, as stupidly as that sounds. Harden later admitted to an investigating officer, according to the audio of the footage that uh, Sloan posted on YouTube. And, but, okay, you can't see the video on there because this is an audio show. But, dude picks up a vape pen, sticks it in his mouth, is like, holds it, and then starts coughing. <laughs> he accidentally inhaled THC, my ass. <laughs> mm. I felt it fill up my lungs. I pushed it out as fast as I could by coughing my ass off. I did not mean to inhale it. Well, what were you trying to do with it, buddy? <laughs> Caden was suspended in, I'm sorry, Harden was suspended in June of 2019 when he came under investigation by the Texas Rangers and resigned from his job three months later. It wasn't immediately reportedly clear if the vaping video was part of that probe. But the ex-cop was ultimately charged with uh, tampering with evidence and copying to a plea deal this past August that landed him two years probation. Meanwhile, Sloan said the marijuana uh, possession charges against his clients were dismissed. None of them were involved in the vaping video. Several additional uh, criminal cases involving Harden's testimony have been tossed as well. And I love the fact that they show this guy's booking photo. He's got a blanket around like uh, up around his neck so you can't see anything. Like he's, just, he's just wearing this drape in front of him. I'm guessing they arrested his ass when he was in uniform. <laughs> the best part is he takes the fucking hit of the vape pen coughs his ass off and looks right in the camera and it's like shit <laughs> he knew he was caught <laughs> dumbass what? oh my gosh and he's gonna try and say it was okay I didn't mean to inhale it <laughs> this guy this guy he must have been a big Clinton fan I didn't inhale. <laughs> but no, that, no, 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 that, that, that was, uh, was that Clinton? Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. I, it, thought, it, I thought it was W. No, it I got, thought that was W. No, 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 no. It was, a, it was a Clinton thing. It got overshadowed by, you know, I did not have, have sexual, sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> right. Sure, you didn't, buddy. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? If you can convince the whole world. You know, whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. But this guy, the way you, I'm not going to call him a scumbag, but I will call him an idiot. I definitely that that is a that is definitely a, idiot material a title that. Yeah, and then going off with like, okay, dude, you've been caught. 
there's actual video evidence that you shot yourself in the foot with. Like you literally hung yourself with and and you know what's on that fucking tape. And yet you're still gonna try and sit here and, and say it's an accident. No. At that point in time when you're caught, you go, Okay, yes. I'm caught. I can't unfuck the situation, but how how do we how do we absorb how how do we make this go as easy as possible? How do we unfuck this football? Well, you can't. Once you fuck a football, no. you fucked a football. Right. Like, granted, like, I know I'm not, I, there's no getting out of trouble. Yes, I understand that. Like, you have to face that back. But how, how do I make this trouble just, like, how do we, how do we make this equate to just ripping off a bandage? Like, let's just get this over with. Nope, we're going to lie like, that's, about it. Nope, we're just going to, we're going to create just a whole, whole web of unnecessary bullshit to have to sift through. And it's like, what? No. Why do we need three months of investigation? Why? So, uh, this, so, uh, you know, they talk about enhancements on crimes depending on special circumstances, such as hate crimes or crimes against law enforcement. I think when it comes to scoring, it should work the same way. And if you, re if you are a member of law enforcement and you are a social liability, you should get an enhancement as well. That being said, Buck, what, what do you want to score this one? I have to give them a four and a half. I mean, like, what a dipshit move. You know, you, you've been trusted and, and placed in a position of trust. I mean, you're carrying around a firearm. You're getting fucking stoned. Like, sorry, This, this dude. is coming from a stoner. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually quite stoned at the moment. And, and I can tell you, you know, this is not a kettle call in the pot black moment. The last motherfucking thing I would touch right now is firearms. It, 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 I, I would sooner throw my water bottle at a threat than try to pick up a gun right now. I really would. I mean, I mean, like, you know, there's, there's, there's lines that should not be crossed. And, you know, in, in exchange for the fun that, and true, and I mean, you know, it is absolutely fun and diversion. It's a good diversion go and shoot rounds off the firearm i actually enjoyed it quite a bit back during my my able you know in mobile days but you know i've sacrificed those things in exchange for the fun of you know sitting around getting stoned and looking out the window and laughing at lee you know it's like okay you know you you can only have one or the other man like don't be a dick you got a four and a half from book we are back with a story from cnn.com san francisco officials propose karen act making racially racially biased 911 calls illegal now it's karen c-a-r-e-n not well with a k the karen act caution against racially exploitive non-emergencies was introduced on tuesday at the san francisco board of supervisors meeting with supervisor sherman walton Excuse me. The ordinance name is a twist on Karen, the name social media gives people making racially biased 911 calls. And it's not just Karen. There are also other names like Becky that have become to symbolize the stereotype of whiteness and Susan and Chad. The ordinance similar to the statewide AB 1550 bill introduced in the California Assembly by Assemblyman Rob Bonita making it unlawful and accountable for a caller to fabricate false racially biased emergency reports. 
using 911 as a tool for your prejudice towards marginalized communities is unjust and wrong. Uh, racially motivated 911 calls aren't a new occurrence across the country in spite of a recent uptick following the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man killed uh, by police in custody in Minneapolis. Just a few weeks ago, a white hotel employee in North Carolina called police on a guest, a black man and her children. I'm sorry, a black woman and her children <laughs> who were using the hotel swimming pool. And in May, a white woman called 911 on a black man who was bird watching in New York Central Park. Bonito said the intent of AB 1550 isn't to discourage Californians in real danger from calling 911. This bill could protect millions of Californians from being targets of hate and prevent the weaponization of our law enforcement against communities of color. Uh, it goes on for a little bit, but essentially what it comes down to is the proposed human rights ordinance um, would give 911 callers that are making false reports as that nature a $500 fine. Yes, indeed. So we, we've all seen the videos of Karens. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not a new phenomenon. It's just we finally have a meme that makes it funny and makes us share videos because everyone's got a video. But have you seen the Central Park bird watching Karen video? No. This but... woman it has a, it's like a poodle or something. And she has it by the collar, swinging this poor thing around. It's hanging by its neck. And, ah, 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 ah. and she's on the phone telling this guy he has to leave the park because, I don't know, because he's a black man in the park. And she actually gets on the phone and says, I'm going to tell the cops there's a black man threatening me. Like, like he's supposed to go, oh, Lord, and Mrs. Karen, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I just want to start off by saying that I am a huge supporter of, of that of this Karen act like it doesn't it does not sound like anything bad to me at all I think that it's actually quite a good thing to give people who make false reports to the police a fucking fine I think that's a fantastic idea and I think the name is funny as hell I don't see anything I I, I, I really I really don't see anything wrong with the Karen Act. I think that the only thing really wrong with it is that it is only being proposed in San Francisco. I think that there should be something on Capitol Hill for the Karen Act. Like that's that's just me. I mean, you know, did you did you know? I didn't see the dog walk dog walking video. Did you see the video of the uh, Karen in the Victoria's Secret? Just like screaming and cowling and throwing an outright hissy fit went as far as to like faking passing out on the floor and having an emotional episode screaming and just like literally and 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 the whole thing was started by her she tried to hit a black lady and the black lady was filming it filming it the whole time and you saw the white the white lady go up and like actually try to hit her, and as soon as the lady found out that she was on camera, she just started to freak out. Don't record like, me! Stop filming me! Like ripping at her hair, floor, like begging people to call the police and security because she's being threatened. And and I'm just like, if anybody should be arrested, it should be you. Like that's like. I, I actually, the first time that I saw it, I, I told 
I told caregiver Katie, I was like, turn this off. I can't look at this. Like, I actually, like, had to, like, turn my head. So, no. Yeah. Karen Act, great idea. Thumbs up. All the way. Every day. Well, there's nobody to score there. So, we'll just move on to our next story, Buck. And I found this one. I'm, I'm not sure if you've read it yet. Uh, but I had to share this one when I found it. This is coming from the Blast.com. Walmart employee gets trapped in building. Boss tells him to stay there overnight. Sounds a lot like some of the places we've used to work. Uh, one Walmart employee had the scare of a lifetime. The worker told, uh, uh, took to Reddit's legal advice forum to ask what they should do. The employee was stationed inside the fast food restaurant, which is located inside many Walmart locations. While he was trying to leave, the gate seized and he was unable to get out. Both his direct boss and Walmart's head manager told him to wait inside the closed fast food restaurant all night until morning. The employee, fortunately, was able to use his phone to reach out for advice. Should he call the fire department? Would he be fired? <laughs> it took, it was, take a look at the situation as it developed below, because he was updating live on Reddit. Have you ever seen this kind of things happen? It's actually quite amazing when, it, when you see them. If I... The employee began by posting, uh, explaining the work inside the fast food restaurant of the Walmart. When he was ready to leave for the night, the gate seized and refused to open. When he called his manager, they informed him he was going to be stuck there all night long. I work at a fast food restaurant inside of a Walmart. I closed the gate for closing procedures, did all my closing duties, and now as I try to leave, the gate is seized and it will not open. I have tried, and others on the outside of the door have tried. It is not that I'm just too weak. I open and close this door five times a week. I called the manager, and I was told that I'll be stuck there at least all night long, if not uh, longer, if they can't get the door open in the morning. There is no emergency exit in the restaurant and the inside of the Walmart, but I can't leave the restaurant. Uh, there's no windows either. I am entitled to wages for being there stuck in here all this time. Uh, do I have any legal recourse for this? If I did had some kind of a medical emergency in here, I'm not sure what I would do. I have been di I have diagnosed anxiety disorder, and this is certainly making it worse. Taking the advice from concerned users on the forum, the worker decided decided to call the Walmart head manager, who wasn't exactly helpful either. I called the Walmart head manager, and he said, "Unfortunately, there's nothing he can personally do aside from call my boss." I called my boss myself and said, if they can't get anybody down here to open the door, I'm going to call the fire department and have them open it. My boss made it very clear that I am not to call the fire department as they will ruin the door. And they, <laughs> and they will be there first thing in the morning. If I am fired for being called the fire department to get out, is that wrongful termination, he asks. However, oh. he, he realized there was no way he could stay stuck inside of a Walmart fast food location all night. I did call them as my boss refused to come in again. Uh, here's hoping I don't lose my job. Fortunately, the local fire department arrived and made sure that uh, the employee uh, stayed with the employee until it was confirmed that he was unable uh, to get out and was needed to leave uh, safely. Uh, the fireman, uh, I don't know this actual title, the guy in charge of the men who showed up at the fire department, <laughs> called my boss and told him if he doesn't come down here and get something in action like calling a door technician or a locksmith or something, they will be cutting up the door. So he's coming in and going to figure out something. Uh, some of the fire department will be staying here until I am confirmed out. If it's going to take a reasonable amount of time, 
with a situation he chooses, they're going to cut the door out anyway due to safety concerns. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Fortunately, the employee was able to uh, post his last update from the car as he was heading home for the night. Thank you for everyone concerned. I am out and in my car now. Unfortunately for my boss and the store owners, the door had to be cut as no locksmiths were available and the door techs wouldn't be there until tomorrow afternoon and it is 10 p.m. my time. The employee never said what uh, time he did start his shift, but he did go on to say that if I'm fired from this event, it may take a second post referencing this one. Uh before addressing any concerns about emergency exits and stuff like that. I'm sure that something will be done and there's no emergency exit in the restaurant. The fire chief was not happy about that. I have never had to call 911 <laughs> and I am very hesitant, but all the comments suggest, uh, suggesting so eased my mind and it wasn't being overly dramatic. Thank you. I am safe now. <laughs> that boy ain't getting fired. No. No, you, no he is not. At least he, anybody with a, with even a fraction of a brain would not just not fire him, but would be like rolling out the red carpet, like, ooh, you know, we're so sorry about this. Like, uh, yeah, here's, uh, how here, do here's, we, ha- here's a raise and a hooker. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they should be handing this guy a cigar, giving him his own spot. Like, threat, like, Wow, you'll stay in there till we can get a lock tack? There's no emergency exits? I'm surprised the fire department even entertained the idea of calling his boss. And then the fire chief outright saying how unhappy he was about their... Well, the, back there? You got the... I've never seen a fireman show up at a scene and not want to play with their toys. So the fact that they gave this 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 manager... a a phone call to give him a chance to solve the issue on his own is amazing to me. Uh, but apparently he wasn't working fast enough. So they said, help at this. And they cut that shit open. Yeah. You know, telling the fire department, Oh yeah, he's going to have to wait in tomorrow afternoon. And there's no emergency locksmiths. Fire departments just sitting there like, wow, I hope this door wasn't expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the kid being worried about losing his job nah buddy I'll tell you what I'd be fucking surprised I would be surprised if somebody actually like had the cojones to fire you thinking that like yeah we fired him because he got locked in and wouldn't stay trapped for over like probably you know over 12 hours like yeah okay yeah, not, that's not totally happening. a fight. Yeah, you're not, not you're not gonna get fired for that. You're not gonna get fired for that. not gonna get fired for. That. And if you do, let me know what what name you're gonna change Walmart to. You know, because you'll own it. And uh, and you know, remember the social liability podcast. Once you do, you know, <laughs> we could use your sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm telling you, if you get fired. Let us be your voice. We, <laughs> we truly are the voice of, I don't know, an old a past generation. <laughs> I, I, hey, you know what? I mean, like, if, if you're putting a dollar sign behind get I can get I can rally some troops. Oh, you'd be surprised. What, so, what, what a wheel, wheelchair and an open checkbook. Oh, yeah, I can I can make some shit happen. So, but now I'm giving I'm giving, give, 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 they, they, they're getting a four and a half again from me, man. 
It's the, the only reason they don't get a five is because the kid didn't die. You know, and, and, and because the fire department stepped in there, they saved you from getting a five. Because if it wasn't for the fire department, you'd, you'd have been fucked all the way around. Yeah, that's it's insane that they even... In what world do you think that is the appropriate answer? You're going to stay there till morning, and if we can't find anybody in the morning, you know, you'll be there till, till, you're, till we get you out. In this case, they they already knew they weren't going to get anybody there till the afternoon the next day. Fuck you. <laughs> you, know, you know, put yourself put yourself in the position of because you actually are the boss. You know, in in some way, shape, or form. And uh, if you had somebody calling you up on the phone saying, "I'm stuck in an area. There's no emergency exits. I can't get the door open. There's nothing to do. It's late at night. I need help." What would you say? All right, well, first I'd ask if they're all right right now, and then I'd say I'm on my way. Even if I can't... <laughs> right. I can try. <laughs> and, right. And the second that you get there and you realize shit's just fucked, who's the first person you're going to call? My maintenance personnel. Well, right. But I mean, like, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously it would it would reroute itself to the fire department. Like, Indeed. It, like, like it would not, it would never stay there overnight, and we'll get you when we can. Would never be an option that would come out of, of, of a, a even like a marginally below average boss's mouth. Like no, these people get a four and a half. They have no regard for anybody else's life. The only reason they don't get a five because the guy made it out. That's it. Fair enough. Well, Buck, that being said, that brings us to an end of a yet another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. I want to thank everyone who listens and tells a friend about the podcast because Lord knows that helps us in ways you could not imagine. This word of mouth. Say, hey, I got this cool podcast. You got to give it a listen. I got this guy named Buck. Yeah. That's, that's, and a dude that's, named Raz. That's all there is, really. <laughs> all right, folks. I am the Raz Grease with my co-host, the Buck, wishing you all a happy and safe week. <laughs>